I have a simple question for you all tonight. Why are you here? Why? Why are you here? Especially today, of all days today, why are you here today? There are other things you could be doing. I know there are other things I could be doing. But here we are, gathered together all as one, singing and reading and listening and hearing. And I'm sure there were things that tried to stop you from coming. There are always things, always things that get in our way and try to stand between us and worship. Perhaps you had a long week and you finally got to the end of Saturday and you thought to yourself, this is a great time to just put my feet up. Perhaps today you weren't feeling very well. Perhaps today you got stuck watching college football and you didn't want to turn it off. As for me, the Badgers are currently playing the great college of Purdue, and I'm not sure how it's going, but it will be over soon. I did check. Notre Dame is not playing tonight, so you all came out. Thank you. Maybe you lost track of time and you sat there and you're like, oh, I could just not go tonight. Maybe you received a phone call from your mother-in-law and you knew you had to take it. You didn't know how to tell her bye. Or maybe just it's miserable outside and it's raining and you thought to yourself, I really don't care to walk to my car because of that. And once I get there, I'm going to have to leave my car and walk in. Nope, not coming. It's amazing how when we try to get ready for worship, sometimes it feels like we're, we're fighting a battle, that there's war going on. And sometimes it's big things, and sometimes it's, it's small things. But tonight, you came. You made it. So, congratulations. How many didn't? How many didn't make it here tonight because of these things that came up and got in our way? And are all these things a random series of occurrences, or is it part of some big cosmic struggle, some battle between good and evil that we are all part of? The third article of the Creed, Luther writes to explain, I believe in the Holy Spirit. He writes, I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. I think you're all here tonight because of the Holy Spirit. I think the Spirit put on on your heart to be here. And some of you may not have even thought about that. It just happened. You got in the car, you were on autopilot, and here you are. Others of you, it was a very real intentional battle tonight. And at different weeks and at different times in our life, it's, it's different. But it's the Holy Spirit working in our hearts saying we need to be here in the community of believers that we're dependent on each other. There is this American myth of independence, right? We have the Declaration of Independence. We were independent from Britain. We love our independence all the time. But I don't think it's strictly uh, an American thing. I think it's a human thing. We like to think of ourselves as independence. I can have it all. I can do it on my own. I don't need help. Even our children on our taxes are written off as dependents. But once they turn 18, they're independent. Right? That's, that's a great lie. They're still trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out. The lie of independence. I think of my own son. We're trying to teach him to tie a shoe. What does he say? I can do it. I can do it on my own. Don't 
Let me do it. He wants his independence, and much of parenting is teaching our kids to become somewhat independent. But ultimately, we're not, are we? We're constantly dependent on others, and we don't even think about it. I think part of the problem is automation of everything around us has has made us forget how dependent we are on people. For example, I can tie my shoe. You might not believe it because I have shoes without laces today. There you go. I don't know how to tie my shoe. No, I can tie a shoe, but I can't make one. Can you? How much of our food, we go to the grocery store and we buy it, but we never think about the thousand steps between the seed to where it is today that allows us to eat it. Or we think of our clothing. Most of us have no idea how to make our own clothes. Or maybe it's work on your car or plumbing or electrical work around the house or your house itself. We are constantly dependent on other people. Constantly. We don't know how to do anything basic, let alone complex. We're very specialized. We're very focused. Even, even our culture doesn't repair things. What do we do? We throw it out and we just buy new. And the people in that process are so removed from us, we don't even think about them. We think we're doing it all on our own. Think about garbage. Your part of garbage removal is getting it from maybe the back of your house to the front of it. If it wasn't for garbage people, this whole place would be a stinking mess. We are so dependent on other people. Even your phones. I don't think, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think any of you invented the cell phone. Or know how to make the electronic components or understand how the electronic components work and function to make a screen have characters and graphics and video and everything else and allow you to type and communicate across the world. Let alone putting up the satellites in orbit that allow us to do that. Most of us have no part in that. It's all done by other people. And our phone makes us think we're independent because we can get information and we can get directions so we don't have to ask people anymore. And we can even get medical diagnoses on it. We think we're independent. But all these technological advancements seem to cut us off from people. I think we would all agree that the cell phone and the iPhone specifically has not made us closer to people. It has cut us off. And there's been some interesting studies done about, about fridges. They say the refrigerator is a reason community has broken down. Because now you can go to the grocery store, buy weeks worth of food, and not have to go back out into the grocery store. You used to have to go every day to get food for the day. And you would meet your neighbors and your friends. And you would talk about your days and share your life. They also say air conditioning had a big Uh, a big impact on the breakdown of community because you just stay in your home anymore. You don't have to go outside to cool off in the heat of the day. You don't have to go outside and meet your neighbors. You just stay inside in the comfort of your own home and cut yourself off. Independence, brothers and sisters, is a lie. It's a lie. We're all dependent all the time. And I think we need to care about this this lie we're being told because it changes the way we interact with community. 
Our idea that we're independent causes us to leave community. And that has a huge impact on the church. I believe I, I believe I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. If you want to break out some of the extra words in there, you're basically saying, I believe that I cannot believe in Jesus. It's an oxymoron. I believe I can't believe. It's an oxymoron except by the power of the Spirit. I believe I cannot believe except by the power of the Spirit, who Jesus in the gospel today calls the helper. And we like to say, I'm independent. I don't need help. Yes, you do. I do. We all do. The Holy Spirit creates faith within each and every one of us. And then there is no room for pride. I did this, and my faith is stronger, my faith is better. There is no room for pride. We can't say that. We can simply be humbled and thankful. Thank you, God, for faith. Thank you, God, for working in my life. The lie of independence says, I'm my own person, but the Lord says, you are part of a body of believers, a community of faith. You are completely dependent on him. Completely, 100%, fully dependent on God. Just like a child is dependent on their parents. But there are two ways we can then take this. The first way is to think, okay, so I'm dependent on God, so he starts the faith process, but I'm always getting better, so eventually I won't need him anymore. I need Jesus less as I go along because i got to figure it out. The second way is the more I'm aware of my dependence and need for God, the more I realize how critical Christ is in my life, and I run to him more. It, it's kind of like kids, right? When you, when you send your child off to college, you want them to know basic things like how to microwave ramen noodles, and how to do their laundry, and to let them know they should wash their bed sheets at least once a semester, like, you want to give them life skills so they can be independent. But the goal of a parent is not to send the child off so the child never calls home again. Now, that happens a lot, most of the time, but that's not the goal, is it? And it wasn't until I had my own children that I realized how much my parents meant to me. This is the journey of faith, not I'm 18 now, and I'm out of the house, and in good riddance, I'm done with you all. Thank you for the life skills, and I'm on my own. No, in the best construction, it's getting out and realizing how much you've received, which draws us into thankfulness. That is what the Holy Spirit has done for us. Not kicking God to the curb, but running to Him with increasing frequency. The conversations I had with my parents when I was 16 were more shallow than the conversations I have with them now. And same with the conversations I have with God, my Father. We can't fall into the trap of the culture that, that strives for this, this independence of the self and this worship of the self. In the church, this usually comes out of, I have Jesus, I don't need the church. I have my faith, I don't need to go. Luther goes on to say, in the same way, the Holy Spirit calls, 
gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. I love it. Holy Spirit calls and gathers. Why are you here tonight? The Holy Spirit. He calls and he gathered you tonight in this place so that you could be kept close to Jesus Christ who is the one true faith. The Spirit gathers us. Where in the Scripture does it ever celebrate the divide of the church? Like, go do your own thing and figure out your own Jesus. It never does that. We are a body. The Bible does not celebrate the individual and the triumph of man. It does not. In Acts, they gather together. They sang songs and they broke bread together. When, when the two disciples on the road to Emmaus encounter the resurrected Jesus and he reveals himself to them, what do they do? They run back to community, the community of faith. They recognize Jesus and they can't be stopped from going back home to the church. And it's not this, you know, some people say, well, Jesus didn't want us just to huddle up and bubble up and not engage the world. He wanted us to go out. And other people say, well, don't go out there because it's evil and dark. Just stay together, circle the wagons, and we'll be safe. I don't think it's either of those. I think it's both. In the best sense, he wants us to gather to be filled and to go out filled to be outpouring into others' lives. It becomes a rhythm of, of dependence, like a heart. Right? Your heart brings in blood in order to push it out. In in, out. This rhythm of work and rest, work and rest, work and rest. And, and when things go bad in your heart, it's a bad thing, right? When things are trying to block the blood, this is not good. <laughs> and so we get surgery and we get it worked on and everything else. It's the same way. When we don't come in, we can't be sent out. He fills us to send us. He fills us to send us. He fills us to send us. And it becomes a, a rhythm of our daily life and our weekly life. And we depend on that. It's so easy to, to just forget it because it's supernatural things and we can't always see it. So we're just, we allow little things like rain to get in our way. Our life, the heart can't, the heart doesn't become less dependent on blood as it, as it grows up, does it? <laughs> It always needs it. We need Christ. We need the Spirit working within us. So receive Him. Receive Him tonight with thankfulness in your hearts that He's brought you here tonight to hear His Word, to receive His good gifts, to be part of this faith. And it's something we're always growing in. Always. Until He calls us home. It starts in baptism. Tonight, the rain is a beautiful reminder as it hasn't let up, and I can hear it this whole time, and it's somewhat distracting. Anyone else distracted? Yeah, okay, a couple of you. Thank you for your honesty. Good, I am too. It's a great reminder of our baptism. We were washed clean in the blood of Christ, and he's giving new life to this earth. He's watering that grass that looks brown, and he's bringing it up. And that's how our faith started, when he poured out the Spirit upon us in the waters of baptism. And in just a moment, we're going to have some confirmations. And what a joy to celebrate with those who now are confirming their faith, the faith they received in the waters of baptism and saying, I know even more how dependent I am on God and I need to be in communion with Him. That's what's going to go on in just a moment here. 
They're going to say, I want to receive the gifts of God so that I can remain in the one true faith. And all of us have an opportunity, no matter where you are on that journey of faith, to say, God, help me receive the gift with thankfulness and cause me to grow. This is the work of the Spirit in our faith that has gathered us, enlightens us, and fills us even tonight to be united to Christ and his eternal life. This is not a temporary gift. This is an eternal gift with eternal benefits. So in, as I bring the, them up, as I bring them up, a chance for you to see something beautiful. It's going to be really easy to say, oh, pastor's talking again. What time is it? No, stop, stop. You are about to see the Holy Spirit be poured out into lives to change them, eternal. And so we give thanks and praise for that. 